Laughter's the best medicine, they say. I don't. I reckon penicillin might give it the nudge. <laughs> there is truth to it, though. Oh, there is truth to it. Laughter is very good for the human. It, very, it really is. You know, because when you laugh, you release tension. And when you hold tension in your human body, it's not healthy. It's not healthy psychologically or physically. And so it is good to laugh. And it's even better to laugh with other people. When you laugh in a room full of people, when you share a laugh, you will release more tension because laughter is infectious. Right, so you stand to release more tension when you laugh with other people than you would if you laugh alone. Mainly because when you laugh alone, that's mental illness and that's a different <laughs> kind of tension. <laughs> laughter doesn't help. Trust me. Tension isolates us and laughter connects us. Good result. Good on me. What a guy. What a guy. I'm basically Mother Teresa. But uh, just like Mother Teresa, uh, my methods are not exactly charitable. <laughs> Let me explain to you what a joke is. Uh, and when you strip it back to its bare essential components, like its bare minimum, a joke is simply two things. It needs two things to work, a setup and a punchline. And it is essentially a question with a surprise answer. Right? But in this context, what a joke is, is a question that I have artificially inseminated <laughs> tension. I do that, and that's my job. I make you all feel tense, and then I make you laugh, and you're like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> I, know, I was feeling a bit tense. I made you tense. This is an abusive relationship. <laughs> Do you know why I'm such a funny fucker? <laughs> Do you know? It's because I, you know, I've been learning the art of tension diffusion since I was a children. <laughs> but back then it wasn't a job, wasn't even a hobby. It was a survival tactic. I didn't have to invent the tension. I was the tension. <laughs> I'm tired of tension. Tension is making me sick. It is time I stopped comedy. I have to quit comedy. But, I mean, I, mean, I can't quit you. No, I, can't. I can't quit you. I can't. Because I don't have a backup plan, guys. <laughs> um, what have I got? 15 years ago, I barely graduated from an art history degree. 15 years ago, art history. 15, they were dead then, they're just deader. <laughs> my, my CV is pretty much just a cock and balls drawn under a fax number. <laughs> Could you imagine me working in a gallery? Could you imagine me with an asymmetrical woolen poncho with an aggressive fringe? <laughs> Nasty jewellery having the opinions. No, there's, you know, art history's highbrow. I don't really belong in that world. I'm not from that world. I'm not from money or even that much chat, if I'm honest. But <laughs> high art, you know, that, that's what elevates and civilises people. You know, the galleries, the ballet, the theatre, all these things. You go there, you get better. Comedy, lowbrow. When, I'm sorry to inform you, but nobody here is leaving this room a better person. <laughs> We're just rolling around in our own shit here, people. 
<laughs> but I, uh, a couple of years ago, a, a man came up to me after uh, my show. Uh, he had an opinion. <laughs> Lesbians give feedback. Men, opinions. Uh, <laughs> Now, I'd spoken about, in the show, I'd spoken about uh, taking antidepressant medication, and he had an opinion on that. Um, now, interestingly, I'd also spoken about uh, how unhelpful unsolicited advice is in a <laughs> mental health plan, but he mustn't have heard that bit. He came up to me after the show to give me his opinion. He said, you shouldn't take medication because you're an artist. It's important that you feel. He said, if Vincent van Gogh had have taken medication, we wouldn't have the sunflowers. <laughs> I never, ever, ever thought that my art history degree would ever come in handy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh. I tore that man a college debt-sized new asshole. <laughs> I said, good opinion, mate. Except that he did medicate a lot. He self-medicated a lot. He drank a lot. He even nibbled on his own paints. Problem. <laughs> but also, you know what else? You know, he didn't just paint sunflowers. He did quite a few portraits of psychiatrists. Not even random ones. Psychiatrists who were treating him and medicating him. And there's one particular portrait of one particular psychiatrist and he's holding a flower. And it isn't a sunflower, it's a foxglove. And that foxglove forms part of a medication that Van Gogh took for epilepsy. And that derivative of the foxglove plant made a fucking cation. I must have skipped a dose that day because I was feeling... <laughs> If you overdose it a bit, you know what happens? You can experience the colour yellow a little too intensely. <laughs> so perhaps we have the sunflowers precisely because Van Gogh medicated. <laughs> what do you honestly think, mate? I said, what do you honestly think? That creativity means you must suffer. That is the burden of creativity just so you can enjoy it. Fuck you, mate. If you like sunflowers so much, buy a bunch and jerk off into a terrarium. <laughs> Do you know what he said? He goes, oh. No need to be so sensitive. <laughs> I'm not being sensitive. I'm an artist. That's feeling. <laughs> Don't be so sensitive. Oh, that is the most common nugget of advice I get. Because I'm, I'm a very sensitive person. But I get told to stop being so sensitive an awful lot. And it is always yelled. <laughs> which I find very insensitive. I don't get it. Stop that, it's so sensitive. I don't understand. Why is insensitivity something to strive for? <laughs> I happen to know that my sensitivity is my strength. I know that. I know that it's my sensitivity that's helped me navigate a very difficult path in life. So when somebody tells me to stop being so sensitive, you know what? 
I feel a little bit like a nose being lectured by a fart. <laughs> Not the problem. Watch Hannah Gadsby, Nanette, only on Netflix.